Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, did the spirit of a deceased father return to a family over the holidays with a message? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your Real Ghost Stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. Of course, you can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you want to keep the show on the air, become an extra podcast person. That's an EPP, as we call them. With that, you get access to all of our bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week. You also get access to the archive of episodes, which is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. It's all commercial free as well. Advanced episodes, it's all there for you to binge away on. Check it out at ghostpodcast.com or if you like the Patreon app, it's over there too, patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Carol with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Hey, Tony. It just hit me a minute ago. By the time this airs, it's going to be approaching Thanksgiving. Uh, if I was thinking the exact what? same thing. This is actually going to be the last episode. Uh, uh, well, there'll be another one this week with Harper, but uh, the last episode uh, until after Thanksgiving uh, that uh, that you're on. So uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving to you. Yes. So. Which sounds so weird. Yeah, I'm because yesterday someone asked me, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And I'm like, huh? oh, my God, I have like I haven't given that one consideration. Not even I hadn't even kind of thought of one thing. I haven't even been thinking of it at all until I'm like, oh, my God, that's like in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and it really is. Uh, but, and I'm just looking forward to have four days off in a row. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're going to do. um uh, on the air here, we'll be playing like the greatest hits over that week for the holiday week. Um, but um, for the holiday itself, I have no idea what we're going to do because <laughs> it's me and Harp and that's a lot of food. So I don't like you want to do like a, a Thanksgiving pizza? <laughs> it's like, no, I want it all. I want the turkey. I want the I'm like, OK, we'll make it. We'll make it. All right. You know, it's you know, fun. last year was the middle of, you know, COVID, all the restrictions and yeah. stuff. So I wasn't comfortable going to my mom's and not really comfortable having her over here. And so I said, hey, I'll just drive through. And they had some places where they had turkey dinner with all the fixings. And then I got like all the vegetables. Yeah. And so I drove through and I took it to my mom's and talked to her for a few minutes, dropped it off, came out home to eat. It was the worst <laughs> Thanksgiving meal I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. And so, and it was 25 or $30. Yeah. And so then I call mom the next day and I'm like, Hey, so did you enjoy your Thanksgiving meal? And she's like, well, um, I said it was really horrible. Wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> it cost me $50, more than $50 for two meals. And it was absolutely horrible. Wow. Well, that's I sucks. know. 
So I got to do a better plan this year. I'd be good with just stuffing. I mean, I, I know everybody gets excited over turkey and all that. Harper loves turkey. She's like, that's the best meat ever. And I don't know why I have her talking like an angry Conan O'Brien, but um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of is. Um, but she loves the, the turkey. Um, and I, a stuffing is my thing. I could just eat the stuffing and I'm good. Like everything else, like it's good, but it's like, give me the stuffing, which is like also the worst thing for you, you know? And here's the other weird thing that happens to people like us because it's you and Harper. Mm -hmm. So these, and it's me and my mom lives here, but everybody feels really bad for you. Where really, I'm just thinking, yeah. that's awesome. I've got a day off. My friends and I are going to go to a movie. Like that's what I usually do is just sure. go to a movie with friends. But then all these people are thinking, I think that they think that I'm pathetic and they're like, oh, come over. And I'm like, last thing I want to do is sit around with your damn family. You know, like, honestly, I don't know yes, anybody. I, that's what I don't like. Because uh, it's like, number one, it's like, I'm not usually the most social, especially with people I don't know. Like that to me is like the worst thing in the world. I hate um, like going to something where I know absolutely no one. Because I'm not great at just like striking up the conversation. And everybody else seems to already know each other. So I'm kind of <laughs> like... What do I do? Just like walk over and talk to these people? Like, I don't know. I'm so socially awkward that way. And then it's like not at your house. Even yeah. if you're really good friends like, with your friend, you don't know all the other people. So you can't yeah. go kick your shoes off and sit and watch the football no, game. No, it's just like a day of lay down. Not of being uncomfortable. Like, that doesn't make the day better or made it more uncomfortable. Like, I just rather stay at home and, you know. I'll make oh, and you're obligated yeah. to help him clean up. And it's like, God, I could have just ordered a pizza and gone to the movie with my other friends. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Every year I have to make an excuse for something like that. I'm like, oh, I got my mom. Well, just, you can bring uh, your mom. Oh, she had a stroke. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> my, mo my mom could get over there just fine, but it's a good excuse. <laughs> we have caregivers on, on hand, on staff <laughs> in the house. Oh, it's a bad situation we've we've seen the worst of the worst chuck over here survived 9-11 <laughs> like so so trying to get out of this with that, everything this is the game yeah it's like keep the person that won't take no for an answer and just keeps coming back with shit because one of my friends would do that to me every year and she's like i've got like 40 people coming over <laughs> i'm like no i can't yeah i can't small talk with 40 people no and then that's what it is. It's just like, okay, is dinner over yet? Oh, gotta go. I gotta go to the movie with my real friends. Sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. No, the intentions are good, and I do appreciate that. It's just super awkward, I think. Sure. It can be a horror story unto itself. I can only imagine what this year will be like with families interacting. <laughs> it's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, let's go to our first uh, story of the day. It says, my paranormal experience is one that has truly felt heartwarming for me. My family moved to Saskatchewan from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, Canada, when I was only three years old. We've all lived here ever since. We're a Catholic Metis family and are extremely close. My dad passed away on Christmas Day 2015. It's 75 years old. I was 47 years old. It was completely unexpected. We shared his favorite holiday with him. And at supper time, my older sister was with him preparing supper with my mom and her children. She called and said that they called 911. Dad was not breathing. Unfortunately, he passed at 1030, December 25th, 2015. 
This was such a devastating time for my mom, Joan, my sisters, Dahl and Jay, and my brother, Fred. My mom could not manage the stress and pain as she knew that he was going to pass that night, and her and I and my brother-in-law, Joe, stayed at the house. All the other family stayed with Dad at Royal University Hospital until he passed that evening. Mom, Joe, and I were sitting in the living room, and about 10.25, Mom said, He's gone. I feel it. He just passed. The phone rang only minutes later, and yes, Dad had passed. Mom also passed in March of 2019, just heartbreaking for my sisters, my brother, and I and our families. We've always been such a close family, and honestly, we talk to each other several times a day. I always felt as if Dad were with me, as I would take him driving with me often, and he would say often, my girl, slow down, you're driving so fast. He always referred to all children and adult children as my girl and my boy. It was his way. He was always a loving and caring man, not only to us as children, but to any friend that we had and brought home. Mom and Dad were always ready to feed everyone from our neighborhood. Kids would stop by just to see what Mom was cooking. Everyone remembers him as a gentle soul who always treated everyone with respect, love, and true caring. People remember Mom always welcoming and ready to open the door her heart and share her cooking. On May 13th of this year, I had a cardiac uh, issue at Royal University Hospital for a condition that I've had for many years called Wolf-Parkinson-White Syndrome. My heart and extra electrical pathways, and this would make my heart race. It would happen for no specific reason. It would just happen. Sometimes I could not control it and it would go to the ER and they'd stop my heart and restart it again. The day of my surgery, my cardiologist told me that I was one of his calmest patients ever and he was pleased at how relaxed I was. Due to the crazy COVID, I had to go for my surgery alone. Before my surgery, as I was speaking with my cardiologist, I told him I was calm because I felt as if my mom and dad were with me. He said, oh, great, you've invited dead people, LOL. I was lying on the table before my surgery, and I said a prayer and asked my mom and dad to stay by my side until I was finished healing. The surgery was a success, and I was able to be discharged from the hospital the very next day. The day I got home, I was sitting quietly in my house all alone, talking to my sister on the phone. We're talking about the surgery and just in general how I was feeling. Suddenly, my Alexa said, It is dad from Patty's contacts. My sister said, oh my God, did I just hear that right? I said, oh my God, yes. I heard it and then happened again about five minutes later. Wow, I said, it's simply crazy. I knew that dad was with me. I was so glad I was talking to my sister and she heard it all as well. My dad is still in my contacts and my cell phone with his photo. I've never been able to remove it. Just waiting for him to call me, but that's another story. I was blown away. My sister was blown away. I told everyone, my best friend Mavis, my other sister, Jay, we were all shocked. It was just freaky and wonderful at the same time. After that experience, I've tried many, many times to have Alexa say, it's dad from Patty's contacts. And now she'll not say it. So my dad was with me as I've always known. Another crazy thing that happened last week is I got a letter from my dad's optical place. My dad used my address for a brief time. They wanted him to schedule an appointment. The same afternoon, my device said, it's dad from Patty's contacts again. Okay, it's four things that have happened within a period of a month. It may sound crazy, but I honestly believe that my mom and dad are with me all the time. My heart is filled with happiness and love for my experiences. 
over the past month. So what do you think of that? Uh, the the ghosts using Alexa to, and I, I just said that out loud and now it's like, what do you want? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Actually, I had to turn mine off just because I felt really weird about it. Like yeah. I felt like it could start talking to me at any time. But that to me is like, you know, you talk about getting hit upside the head with a sign. That's getting hit upside the head with a sign Yeah, that you're your loved one is still there, but it would be a little scary to me mm-hmm. at first, but I don't know. I think it would be like, a. I mean, it was dad. Yeah. You know, there's no denying that. Mm-hmm. And it happened more than once. I mean, if all the, the names and all the contacts and all that, that could come up. It's that well, specific Especially one. when you're asking your dad to be there, when you go through, something like surgery, Mm -hmm. which is pretty intense. And especially during COVID when you can't have anybody else there, of course you would, you know, want your parents there. You always want your parents there for stuff like that. Sure. But you know, the fact that you couldn't have anybody else, the people who could be there were your parents and they were. And I think that was just a, that, cause I've always felt like that. My dad is around, very strongly. I've always felt like that, but it's not a scary thing. It's not like he hangs out and shows up mm-hmm. and I don't want that. Yeah. I just want that feeling, you know, I don't want to be scared. Yeah. It's like, don't scare me, but feel free to protect me or whatever you need to do. Sure. Sure. But that was really, really interesting. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that one with us. That was a good one. 855-853-4802. The phone number. Let's go to a caller. Hi. Hi, my name is Dana. I'm from Ohio. I haven't called in for a while, so I thought I'd try again. Um, I just have a couple quick fire experiences that uh, I want to talk about. Um, one of my first experiences was with uh, apparently my doppelganger. I, um, my parents and I lived in the country. My sister. Uh, it was there too, obviously. Um, but one thing that we would do was we had such a large house and a large home, like property and everything. We would invite people over. Um, and uh, at one point in time, my cousins came over for the summer. And they're only a few years older than me. Um, and my one cousin, Jay, she stayed in the room directly across from mine. Now this is upstairs, it's two level house. Um, and it's an older house. Part of the house was built like a hundred years ago. And then about, let's say 50 years ago, the second half of the house was built. So the upstairs is part of the original house. So rewind. Um, my cousin Jay was staying in the bedroom across from mine. And uh, we went, to bed and um, when we got up in the morning, my cousin was really angry for some reason at me and she wouldn't talk to me, she wouldn't look at me and I'm like, the, I'm, I'm probably about 10 or 11 at this point in time. I was an angry little child and so I was like, what is wrong with you? Uh, and this has been a couple days and she was like, you keep coming into my room and waking me up. And I'm like, I'm 
not doing anything of the sort. She's like, then what other curly-haired girl is doing it? And she and I got into a big argument over it and uh, didn't know what happened um, after that. The, the only other thing she mentioned was she was in a green, like, night dress and it had, like, ruffles around the neck or something like that. And I had a green dress, but it had no ruffles on it. It was just a green, like, linen dress, right? So that's my first story. Second story, when we first moved into the same house, um, I was very young. I was in kindergarten, uh, and my mom every night would come upstairs and check on me because I was having a hard time acclimating to the new house. Um, And at the time, my sister would leave her door open. We don't have central air in that house or anything, so it was to help air circulate when it was cold or when it was hot. So every night my mom would come up, she'd check on me and my sister would say goodnight. And the one night my mom came upstairs, according to my sister, my sister said goodnight as she walked into my bedroom and my mom didn't respond. So my sister said goodnight a little louder and still she didn't respond. And my sister was paying attention to the door and looking out in the hallway the entire time. And so she got up, she went into my bedroom to possibly see my mom there, but my mom wasn't there. It was, my sister swears up and down that my mom walked into my bedroom to check on me. But uh, she was dead asleep downstairs in her bedroom with my dad. So there was no way she could have come upstairs and check on me. Um, a, uh, a couple smaller ones. Um, my sister has a pretty long room. It's like a really, it's like a long rectangle. She has a queen bed at one end and she has like a dresser and a TV at the other end. There's probably about a five foot gap in between her TV and her dresser. She had a candle that was in a like wine glass from her prom that sat on top of her TV. And the one day my sister came in and watched that candle go from the top of her TV to her bed. I kid you not. My sister does not lie. She's not an exaggerated person. She's pretty serious, all things considered. I'm the goofy Uber of the bunch. And when she told me that, I was like, no way. And after that, she started having a couple more experiences, like her closets would open. You know, the, the typical kind of like, oh, we're here type of thing. So every night before she went to bed, she would like open up her door, turn on the light and go, okay, everybody, I'm going to bed. You need to leave me alone. That's one story of my sister. The next story is with me and my mom. And I like to call it the frisky ghost. Uh, And (laughs) my mom and I are cleaning in separate rooms, but the rooms are directly next to each other. I'm in the kitchen. She's in the office. Um, In the kitchen, there was a table that was attached to the wall. So it only had two legs on it, but it it was only about a foot in width, but about three feet long. 
I had a pair of glasses sat in the middle of that table up against the wall. And while I was cleaning the kitchen, I heard this like tick sound. And then I heard my mom go, ooh. And when I turned around, I saw these glasses that were by the wall in the table, just gently and perfectly set directly in the middle of the kitchen floor. I'm like, oh my God, mom. And she's like, Dana, why'd you touch my butt? And I'm like, I didn't touch your butt. What are you talking about? And mom comes in. She's like, yeah, something just came up and like touched my butt. Like it was wiping a cobweb off or something. And I'm like, I think it was the same time that these glasses were just gently set in the middle of the kitchen. So she and I laughed about it. And that was kind of like the pattern for a little bit. Um, my sister continued to see uh, people, shapes, uh, enter my room, leave my room. And uh, I would see things as I slept and as I woke up. And so I'd be wide awake and I'd see things and I'd have to turn on a light to make them go away. Um, but yeah, those are the, that's the quick few stories I have. I have some more stories that I will call in later about, but theme of all of it is, uh, you know, I have a portal in my room. Apparently there's astral projection or doppelgangers at the house. Um, but it was a fun time growing up. Nothing scary happened. Well, have a good one, y'all. I love your show. I'm an EPP. I love you, Carol. I love you, Harper. Y'all are great. Keep being wonderful. Bye. Thanks for sharing those experiences with us. Thoughts? So I'm listening to that story thinking, that's creepy. And mm-hmm. then at the very end, she kind of wrapped it up with it really wasn't all that scary. And I'm like, I'm thinking it's pretty scary. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking that is a haunted house because lots of shit happened. And maybe it was because it wasn't like no one got hurt Mm -hmm. or, you know, a candle moving from a TV to a bed would, like, freak me out. But I guess it didn't hurt you. So maybe, I don't know. I thought it was very scary. Kind of made some peace with it, I think, is what it you know, kind of sounded like. And then it was, you know, I, I suppose, you know, scary at first, but once it, you know, just like you would know too, I mean, it the, becomes more and more normal, you know, the more that you experience it in your, you know, home environment. I don't think I ever got used to it though. No. I was like, I hated every minute of it. Yeah. Like, I just didn't like that stuff because it wasn't, that's not the way a house should be. No. You know, but. And, and, you know, like the sisters seeing the mom, we've heard quite a few stories like that where they see someone like the mom or a sister or the friend or mm-hmm. somebody and then come to find out that person's been asleep the whole time. And they're like, no, I saw you. Yeah. Which I think that's interesting because that seems to happen quite a bit. It makes you wonder if there's something possible there with the sleeping that, you know, is that an astral projection? Is that some sort of the thing where... I don't know. I mean, where that energy is, you know, they saw the energy of that person and it looked just like that person because it was that person. Um, and then some sort of sleep state. Did they, you know, get out of their body? I don't know. It's just, it, it leaves a lot of, a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, a lot of people do have that exact same experience. So, uh, eight, creepy. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Hi, let's hear yours. 
Hey, Tony, this is Joseph Scott. I have uh, listened to your shows for years now. I've also, if you remember, I'm, I've also called in a few of my stories uh, about uh, my hometown of Sligman, Arizona, and of uh, Holbrook, Arizona, where I also lived. And for this uh, Halloween uh, season coming up, I had um, calling in for about a story that I that I, I had a chance to go back to Holbrook, Arizona, and I was touring the uh, the old spots that I used to hang out at um, as a uh, real uh, Old West reenactors uh, group, and one of my spots I wanted to tour was the uh, the old jailhouse and even then was creepy and you know back then you know doing the tours and everything and you know figuring out you know by myself uh, figure out why you know they're so haunted and everything and and I realized something that you know, down, you know, in the, uh, the old, uh, jail, you know, jail's been used since, you know, 1800s and, and, uh, was the site of the first hanging in there in, uh, in, uh, Holbrook's history and only hanging. Um, a lot of people, a lot of, uh, criminals were locked up and a lot of criminals also, you know, graffitiing on the wall saying, you know, you know, uh, I will kill, I will kill you, and you know all this and everything, and and uh, as you know, drawing uh, you know weird uh, pictures, and some of them, some of them drawing uh, a devil on one of the walls. And as you keep going back, and I didn't realize this until I went further back was I believe I know why that they're so haunted is when I did the tour I never realized until now somebody end up drawing a a pictogram you know the the circle with the star in it you know that basically for like devil worshipping on one of the walls and I believe it is is and has been leaking out uh, evil entities in there. And as, you know, people be in touch and you hear voices of, you know, people and, you know, and demons, you know, saying, you know, I will kill you and let me get you and, and uh, other things and evil laughter and everything else. As I saw this and I finished my tour, I end up telling the uh, the person on duty, the caretaker care, uh, taker on it. I told him, say, uh, you need to go back there, and somebody needs to erase that pentagram on that back wall there. You know, you guys are letting out, you know, letting in evil spirits. You need to shut that down now before you know something evil happens and he goes well I never know I never knew that was uh, one of the on there I'm like you didn't notice and I showed him right where it was and well I haven't seen that I'm like how can you not see it and 
then uh, we were talking about things. Well, you need to shut it down. You need to paint over it to, you know, close close down what you would have escaped. And then he sort of laughed and said, well, we'll, we'll try. And it was sort of, sort of laughing at me. It was like, you know, as, you know, it was, you know, you know, I was taking something seriously for nothing. I know how serious it is. It's like putting a, you know, this being a Ouija board awareness, like putting a live Ouija board in a cell and let it, you know, loose. And no one understands what impacts of, you know, what's going on. But I do, being sensitive to as paranormal as I am, I felt the spirits in there. And when your hair is stuck back to your neck and, you know, hair started to uh, stand up on end, you know, something definitely is not, you know, right there. And, and uh, I doubt they're even going to do anything about it, but... You know, it was just, you know, warning people, watch out what you write, especially, uh, you know, you want to do these things on Halloween, but you need to watch out what you do because you not, may not be, uh, you know, may not be able to close what you do and you might be in serious trouble. And uh hope to have a good Halloween and, and trick or treat to everyone and, and you guys have a good safe Halloween. Uh, thank you and have a great day. Thanks for sharing that uh, story with us. Thoughts? Um, I was I was a little bit confused about the place where he saw this. Was it like a actual jail from way back when? And then he saw that pentagram. I believe it was, and they just the the people in there had never really, I guess, picked up on what it was. Because, you know, if it was an actual old-time jail, mm -hmm. a lot of those buildings are protected, and it there might be something very... They might not be allowed to go in and touch up anything. Mm -hmm. That could you be, know, cause, yeah. I mean, that could be. Or, you know, maybe somebody got back there and did it. Mm -hmm. And if that was the case, then they could cover that up because that would be like graffiti. But I would mm -hmm. think anything original to that space they wouldn't touch it yeah which that could be the answer to uh, why <clears throat> i don't know but i'm totally with them i get you know all the creepy implications of that and sure. i would see that and feel all creeped out too i would too i would too thank you for sharing that one with us uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number and that's going to wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online if you like the show keep us on the air become an extra podcast person and epp as we call them sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories until next time for carol i'm tony thanks for listening to real ghost stories online